Welcome to the Event Room, where event professionals from different backgrounds talk about the latest, most controversial, and interesting topics dominating the minds of the industry right now. This is a candid conversation, the likes of which can only otherwise be found late at night in host hotel lobby bars during industry conferences. So relax and drop in on what event pros really say when no one else is around. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event AV company that tells you how it really is. Now, let's brew something up. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and germs, ladies and germs, all those things. What? (laughs) I don't know. I'm trying to do a coronavirus intro. It's not working very well. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Event Brew. This is Will Kern from Endless Events. And this is Virtual Tui with PRA Business Events. Woo! And today we have an exciting episode laid out for you guys. But uh, before we get into it, let's talk a little bit about what we're drinking in our cups. So, Tui, what do you got in your cup right now? Well, we're recording on a different day and time. So I usually drink tea, but now I'm drinking my, um, basically eating all my snacks and drinking all my like things I've gone out and bought. So this is organic <laughs> apple juice. And nice. in case I run out of that during this recording, I have organic coconut water. Ooh, I like it. Are you picking things based on things that might expire soon? No, I'm trying to do the opposite. Oh. I'm trying to get cans, but everything is so good. I honestly just keep eating my snacks. When <laughs> it's so bad, but I, they're so good. That's okay. I'm never That's home okay. this this often. So I know <laughs> it's eating. so great. We get to be home and like actually enjoy all of our snacks and stuff. Well, um, what are well, you drinking? T- <laughs> well, today I'm drinking. I'm actually, you know, what's crazy. I'm gonna throw a curveball. I'm drinking water today, um, straight out of the tap, out of uh, how it's going on. But today I was, I've already had a cup, a London Fog. And a matcha latte already, so that's why I'm drinking water. I need to hydrate on up, you know. So, well, anyways, uh, I think everyone's not really here to watch what we drink or anything like that. Well, we're actually live streaming this on LinkedIn as well. Um, one reason to follow us on social media, but we're to have we have a very interesting topic to talk about today. So, with obviously everything going on, I think <laughs> it's funny how like. Obviously, everyone knows there's a ton of craziness happening right now. Oh, is um, there? Except for the, um, Big Brother of Germany. Did you hear about uh, that? Wait, no. What? No one knows on Big Brother. Like, I don't watch the show, but I... Oh, like, I, the episode ended, and it's, like, on the season finale? Oh, no, no. They're, like, uh. still recording. No one knows that they're they're going to announce it during the live reunion or something. But, like, there's all these people in this house that have no idea what's going on, that there's a virus. <gasps> oh, outbreak. that... Oh, and, wow. Yes. And there's an actor, I think, what's his name? Leto or whatever? He just came back from a 12-day meditation retreat and just found out as well. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Well, I'm assuming not everyone else. Everyone who has watched this probably knows what's going on or listening to this knows what's going on. But obviously the industry is going through a massive change and a bit of a crisis in some ways. Um, And the industry is making a big pivot towards virtual events now. Now that people can't get together for minimum the next two, three months, what are people going to do? Well, everyone wants to say, we still need to bring people together. Let's do it over the internet. And how can we do virtual events? And... um, but take, say the very, title of this of this episode. Yeah. So my so my title for this one was your virtual event sucks, and ha- and how we're gonna how it how it can be better essentially. Um, and I, I think that uh, I'm not gonna lie, I selfishly came up with this. And we we're talking to a lot of planners right now on how to convert their events from in-person events to in- virtual events. And um, I'm not gonna bag on any specific client in any sort of way, but I'm hearing a lot of conversations that um, their virtual events are just gonna be really bad, you know. And my hope is that they use us so we can make them really, really good. But I think that there's a lot people can learn about virtual events um, now and how they work, and also the big fallacies and what to watch out for and the pitfalls. So. Tui, what what's kind of your experience when it comes to virtual events and everything like that? Oh gosh, within my profession, I would say before all of this happened, it's always been face to face. It's always been, you know, like designing experiences with people physically there. I have had opportunities here and there when it came to virtual, but when it came to content and um even like activities things of that nature i'm not the expert in that if anything our supplier partners are now reaching back out to us and saying here's some creative problem solving that we can do because there's this crisis that's 
happening. And so if anything, this, I think this is going to be really great because I'll be the one asking you tons of questions, probably the same <laughs> questions that all these planners are asking. And so, yeah, we're trying to save this industry that's dying, this hospitality, live events, whatever. I know we just did a recording um, with Kevin White about if there, is there even an event industry. I feel like that conversation would have gone <laughs> way differently if we recorded that today. This week, yeah. Yeah, so... What it, how I want to hear your experience through this because we were just saying how today was really busy for both of us and mm -hmm. especially you. So what are you hearing <laughs> yeah. out there? These people reaching out. Yeah, I mean, um, my background is definitely on the internet. I mean, like I grew up on the internet. I, you know, for those who don't know, before I became a DJ, I actually had an internet radio station. So if you think about an internet radio station, it's basically a virtual concert happening every single week and day um, on there with chat rooms and things like that and you know um, I remember setting up a webcam in my bedroom and letting people see me on webcam like almost like big brother style as we talk about it in you know, your bedroom yeah. this is LinkedIn yeah. that's live right it's now like, this is like when I, yeah I know I know but that was when I was a kid and I wouldn't do it when I was like a like a, a like I only did it when I was like in my using the computer and things like that right like <laughs> I guess my bedroom like when you're a teen wow I really need to backtrack on this one yes don't I? you do uh, <laughs> When you were a teen, your your desk was like in your bedroom, right? Your bedroom was yes. like also your office and things like that. As well, I'm sure a lot of people their bedrooms are their offices. Can you right imagine a little kid being like, "Get out of my my office, mom!" Get out of my office, mom! Um, and yeah, so that was uh, how I had it, you know, set up. But yeah, anyways, that was like when you know I was in high school and middle school and stuff like that. But experimenting with streaming and so my background has always been actually a lot in virtual events um, before you know we even had an AV company. And then now when this happened, it was immediate. Like, hey guys, like I know a lot about this. I can help you guys through this uh, journey that we're going through. But the, the interesting thing that I'm hearing, the most common thing I'm hearing a lot from planners right now is, I don't know what's possible. I, mm. um, I, don't, I didn't, like, I, I, it's honestly, I have a lot of friends who aren't in the industry that are like, I never thought a virtual event could even exist and what this mm. looks like. And, you know, it's crazy how hybrid events have existed for so long and those were very, very popular. And now virtual events are taking 100% of this front stage. But what I'm seeing is that there's, a lot of people making so many gigantic mistakes and I wanted the ability to kind of rant a little bit about the things that I'm seeing that are it's just very very yes. bad spill so maybe the tea. I just like should I spill the tea and just like start Absolutely. with like scenario first scenario so um, so I had a client uh, this last week um, who decided you know we're gonna cancel our event it's obviously happening in the next couple of weeks and it's not gonna be possible you know we're gonna cancel our and we said okay cool well we'll help you do the virtual event. we'll help you do the conversion we'll help you do that we'll apply some of the costs you've already had things like that And they said no nope, we don't want your help we're gonna do this via zoom oh. <laughs> and um, for many people out there I'm sure a lot of people out there are hearing that same conversation if you have I, I'm sure you're like snapping in the background like people are like yeah we'll just do our event on zoom let's you know let's do a webinar let's uh you know we'll just put everybody in a room and things like that and you know I think that's a really bad idea like guys like people are used to these high-end experiences going in high-end hotels and you're saying let's use the same web conferencing software that I used for my meeting yesterday to deliver the same level of experience that I'm someone may have been paying, spending four hundred five hundred dollars whatever it's up $25 to go to the event whatever it was um, you know I think in some cases zoom webinars totally good right like so for example a lot of associations right now are like we're doing webinars we want to get as many people together and educate and disseminate information very very fast webinar is great for that but if you're trying to create engagement you want attendees to talk to each other you want them to feel like they're a part of it and they're not just watching something Zoom's like a really, really bad idea. Um, but like A for effort though, right? Like on the other side of it, this is all they know. This is all yeah. we know. So we're, yeah, we're, not, so we're thinking yeah. outside the box and saying, okay, we have this problem. Now what can we do to, you know, they're just saying, okay, here's the first thing I know of. Zoom, go to meetings, those kind of things. Facebook, Yeah, I'm, I mean, that, I, I guess if you live in, <laughs> this is gonna be mean, I'm so mean right now. No, I love uh, it. I just want to, but like, I like this. You know, it, I mean, guys, there's the Google, Google virtual event. And I'll say that even as somebody who's not ranking number one for that keyword right now, like w go and learn about some other stuff out there. There's other possibilities. If you're in turmoil and you can't absolutely, there's no cost and you have no ability to spend more money on your event and you need to bring people there, do Zoom. Yeah. 20 bucks a month, where 40 bucks a month. I, I think it's a hundred bucks a month for the webinar platform. That's fine. Just go ahead and do that. But I'm going to tell you right now that if you kind of come, you say that's a virtual event and then people, then you come back and say, hey, we're spending a lot more money. We're doing a real virtual event now. No one's going to listen to you. You'll lose all your credibility. It's like saying we're going to do this nice, awesome conference 
um, oh, we can't do it at the conference anymore. We're going to do it at Peter Piper Pizza. And then expecting to go back to the Bellagio next year and saying, we're doing this fancy conference. You, you're going to destroy your brand trust, I think, in a lot of ways. But, I, I, you know, guys, there's so many more options out there and what's possible. Like, utilize it. And I, I think one of the things is also utilize your, your, your other event professionals around you. I think the number one favorite thing I've been hearing event professionals say, they write at the end of their emails, they've been writing it to each other, is, we're all in this together. Why is not every single planner out there reaching out to the people that they know and saying, what can you help me with? And, you know, I get it. They might not be the best person at all, but you'll know when you have a conversation with them. They'll ask you smart questions. They will not look at this as just, yeah, well, here's how you use this tool and here's the tool and boom, you're done. It's, you know, it's, it's not the AV company who says, hey, here's a, here's, a, here's a speaker. Good luck. Figure it out. Or, hey, yeah, you need this speaker. And I'll set it up for you and you have no idea how it works or anything like that. You want someone who's going to educate through you through the entire process. So I've been my biggest role right now has been just like educating people. I mean, literally, I spend every waking moment right now on calls with people helping people right now. Um, some of it's awesome. It's turning into potential opportunities for me. But then for a lot of people, too, I'm just happy to help. And if we can get through this, my hope is that karma will pay me back and people will want to, you know, maybe work with me in the future. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just, when it comes to like the zoom stuff, guys, like, you, you know, you can level it up more. This can be way better. And I think that brings me to kind of maybe the, the big pitfall that I'm seeing is a lot of people have to realize like, what's the experience for the attendee when it comes to it too. Like, you know, it's funny how many conversations I'm starting with and I go like, so what do you need? And they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, tell me about your in-person event. They tell me about the in-person event. I said, okay, cool. What do you think this, uh, live, this virtual event looks like? And they're like, well, I don't know. I said, dream with me. Just close your eyes. I was actually just going to ask you that. Do you feel like it's more you're a um, like an order taker or is it more of a collaboration slash like educational like session when you when you have these consulting like moments with with planners? Yeah. Um, great question. I think uh, for the first time in a long time. I will say that, you know, like we talked about uh, the global event forum, how there's the three bubbles of strategy, design, execution, and how planners and everybody's kind of staying in the design execution. Everyone wants to get moved up into the strategy section. I feel like I've instantly moved up into the strategy section with everybody. Um, and the it's not because they are asking for the strategy. It's actually because I'm forcing everyone to think strategy big time. And I'm saying, look, 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 before you think about tools, before you think about you know, how are you going to convert your C event into a virtual event page or, you know, um, how are your, your presenters are going to log on to present? Let's talk about strategy and what you're trying to accomplish. And I've had some clients who came to us and saying like, yeah, we're going to do a live stream. Or we're going to do this and this and this. And then I talked to them and they're like, oh, we don't need any of that. We actually just need this one piece. And I'm like, perfect. And I and let's talk about that one piece and we can make that one piece really, really good. So, um, yeah, I definitely feel like the conversations are totally, totally different than they've ever been before. And I think partially because everyone's in kind of a panic mode, um, but also as well because people are blank slates and thinking, how can I do this differently? And I actually really like it because um, the biggest outcome I think that's going to come out of this is the evolution of in-person events um, because I'm talking to people about like, maybe you need to cut out more content. Maybe instead of doing three days of breakouts, do like two hours of it you know pick your best presentations and put them online um, and people are like yeah I'm totally open to that and oh hey let's not just let an exhibitor present just because they're a sponsor let's let that them make sure their content's really good and oh my gosh it's, it's kind of exciting just watching kind of everybody think really critical about their events and how it look, can totally look differently and it's kind of nice it's a kind of refreshing actually so I, I don't know like I like what what are you hearing like what what things do you think that panic you about virtual events my whole thing has been mindset before the virus after the virus during it it's just always about mindset so i'm not panicked i'm not um this isn't a problem it's a challenge that's like how mm. i've been being okay and like calm collective through this whole process i know there's a lot of job loss and like you know uh layoffs things of that nature i think more than ever i'm so fortunate uh, for the opportunity to be involved with so many things outside of PRA. Yeah, I, for sure. Cons Search Foundation, so many like meetings and, you know, phone calls and educating people within that. And it's really great now even collaborating and speaking to other event professionals and saying, okay, well, now this is the time. Nick actually posted about it and I was going to even quote him, but this is your building time to continue mm -hmm. your, your legacy. 
right? This is the time for self-improvement, for professional improvement. So for me, those are the kind of conversations I'm having. I like the strategy thinking. Uh, I think everyone needs, especially in this time, to be very creative problem solvers in how they're going to handle, if you're a leader, how you're going to handle potential, you know, like losing an arm maybe to save the body, you know, like all these conversations. So for me, it's not panic mode. It's more changing and shifting and being creative in a different way saying, okay. Mm. And that's why I was saying to you, like thinking these uh, planners and even people I've had conversations with, we only know what we know being a part mm. of the ILEA board for Los Angeles here. Um, incoming president, I'm speaking to my board now. We've had to cancel our events for the safety of our members definitely future members and so we even talked about actually we even talked about potentially zoom or like how can we do virtual are we doing more education like everyone else is are we doing more of a bringing the community together virtually and so those conversations are happening everywhere it's just now we need people like you and mm -hmm. you know like mm -hmm. the you you guys are the experts so it, it really is trying to be educated and trying to go out and like look for those those people those articles those connections Definitely, definitely. I, I'm yeah. curious to know too. Um, I mean, you've attended. I think everyone here has attended a virtual event. I mean, if you're watching this, right, listening to this right now, if you're watching this live, you're definitely in a virtual event. If you think about it, right? Hey, but welcome they, to the party. Yeah, welcome to the party. <laughs> welcome to the event. Um, but also, I mean, even a podcast can be considered virtual. It's an asynchronous chance to um, learn that content and things like that. And it's funny how the podcast world is now blowing up because people are like, I have time to listen to podcasts. Um, but I'm curious to know, like, for the webinars and kind of virtual event experiences you've had so far, what do you hate? What what uh, stirs your tea? What makes you angry? Well, well, I don't hate anything in life. I passionately dislike. <laughs> but there's actually a really funny um, meme out. It's like a bingo bingo chart, and it's like everything in virtual that happens, like people jumping on calls, and you know, it's like um, I wish I I had it pulled up, but it's anytime someone says, "Hey, are you there?" or like gets cut off or says like this really important drop. And then, like, did you guys get that? <laughs> it's like all those things, it, but it's in the bingo chart. And so, so it's like all the technology not working, or people not knowing how the technology works. Exactly. I was on four today, and two of them were actually no, probably more. But let's say four today. Two of them were um, video conferences. And gosh, like, it's um, having bad Wi-Fi, and you're like, now you're staticky, oh and then you're, you know, like that to me. I'm like, yikes! Especially if you're running. Like if you're hosting it and you have bad signal, like everyone watching is. Oh my god! Yeah. That kind of. <laughs> or, yeah, the, the, yeah. I yeah. think like guys, time time for everyone. Please just call your internet provider right now and upgrade your internet. If you whatever it is, double it. Like, <laughs> I think some people are like hopping on. They're like, oh yeah, I can get away with. 15 megabits per second down or whatever it is. I'm like, no, like get the faster internet right now, guys. Yeah. On Knowing behalf of the platform. rest of the world. Knowing whatever yeah, platform yeah. you're on. Gosh, if there's like. 50 people on it mute everyone there's yep, <laughs> i don't need to hear like a dog barking in the background right now i think one of my neighbors decided to do construction so i'm just you know muting when you're talking so i can not disturb the listeners and so being educated and being an expert in whatever platform you are using and i would say what's another thing that like has bothered me is mm, the static the drops um one of the hosts like actually just jumped off altogether oh and, just like left <laughs> just left and then came back <laughs> like and, and it was like they a minute say, they say why um no they they did a great job just because our eyes had to be closed it was like during a meditation it was uh which was great it was like this really great start mm. how to how i like start the morning and so yeah our eyes were supposed to be closed we're supposed to be meditating but i realized that she jumped off accidentally but then came back on which is like did it make like a gloop as they dropped on and then dropped back on i think so yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah the weird. noise <laughs> but was, what about you and it, this is like yeah what, what other things on your end yeah i mean one of the things i think that bothers me is um uh picking a uh a tool because it feels familiar so like for example um i've seen a lot of people gravitate towards platforms and virtual event tools that feel like a person of uh, an event like i can't tell you how many people are like yeah could we can we make it so there's a show floor and people can like click on it and go visit vendors and i'm like 
do you want to do that? Would you do that at an event? And I think that's the question <laughs> no one's asking is like everyone wants to pick what's familiar to them because they feel like, oh, it's going to be easier to understand and things like that. I'm like, guys, we all know how to navigate a website. We all know how to see there's navigation at the top, click on it to go through different things. Like think of it as a website first, not uh, like a, an event. And, you know, I think that that's a, a big problem that we're kind of seeing. I, someone got really, really excited. They're like, yeah, the live stream's crazy. It looks like they make it look like there's seats there and it's on a stage. And I'm like, does that matter? Like I'm going to full screen it anyways. And I'm going to be like, can I throw it on my TV and I can sit on my couch and watch? Is that possible? You know, like. I just think far too many people are falling into what's familiar versus trying to think about what's actually good. And uh, so we that, should do that's... a little experiment right now, or like after this, where we where we're like brainstorming, where we're like thinking Ooh, yeah. about because I have like so many ideas of what things could look like. I just don't know if they're possible. So it'd be cool to run through that. Off yeah. You. Another thing I would say, a little pet peeve. I, um, yeah. I just realized how many conference calls and webinars and video conferences I've been on, but like going back to not knowing your platform or having um, testing things out prior to even hosting it, like presentations weren't sent or you, you like we couldn't see people's screens. Um, I'll call you out. I didn't know this was going to get live, so I was in my robe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> things totally. like that. Like, uh... yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Um... Understanding the expectations of what it's going to look like is really huge, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I think making sure your attendees are aware that if they're going to go online, like, I don't know, like, I've also found, too, you know, it's, I mean, this is just me thinking about, like, um, about, like, just video calls in general. But how many times have you been on a video call where you're like, all right, we're going to do video and you're the only person with video on? Oh, and you're like, yeah. guys, can like, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's also this. I think it's a lot of people still catching up with working remotely, but like I pressure my team, like your webcam's always on. If you're sitting on a client, put your webcam on. People want to see your face. This is your only chance to interact with people. And I, I can't tell you how many calls I'm taking on. I'm just like, I put my video on. I'm the only one, and I'm like, cool. Because there um, you know, is and, and it, like you know, seeing someone, and we've talked about this on the, on Eventbrite. You know, like, yeah. hey, can we actually see each other even if we don't record? which actually would probably be gold if we actually have like the endless yeah, actually uh, have oh yeah, footage right. of all of us. <laughs> well, it's because funny it's, that you, you connect more. Yeah, yeah. I can like see yeah, yeah. you. Because we, if you listen to the first couple episodes of Event uh, I think first maybe seven, eight episodes, right? We probably did it. We had no video ability to see each other. And we were like worried we were stepping on each other. <laughs> we tried know, we like a, a raise hand button. Oh, yeah, there was a raise that. hand button. And you'd be like, I'm going to raise my hand. Okay, that means I'm ready to talk. Um, and then now we see we see each other and we're able to chat with each other. And it's made it so much easier like because I can see that you're like, oh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm able to, to jump in on this for sure. Or we sure. can see each other's facial expression, especially Nick's because his are like, the, he has no filter. He's like, he's like what? Like, mm, yeah, you can tell when you say something really good that he agrees with because he just like opens his eyes and he just starts nodding and he's like, yeah. And even listening to those recordings after the episodes once they air, there's been so many times I'm like, oh man, Nick like dissed me, but did it did it so articulately well <laughs> that in that moment I didn't even I was just like, ah, realize it's funny, but I'm like, oh no, he. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely did not agree with that. Shut opinion. you down. Um, yeah, I think one of the things is just like, you know, I think that uh, everyone has to be willing to, you know, I think put themselves out there. And this is just probably a remote work tip. But guys, like, I understand like the whole like, and this is totally different for me. I, you know, I, I put my like hair together and, you know, brush my beard. And that's like about all the maintenance I need to do to get ready for the day. Right. But like, man, like I just so many times I've hopped on calls and people are like, oh, sorry, I didn't put my makeup on today. I'm like. Do you not put your makeup on when you go in the office normally? Like you're at home, you're in work. Why get hop on me? But see, this again, is a expectation. I would say, yeah, and the fact that you are constantly work from home is for me. Like if I mean potential clients right now could see me, I would never show up like this on site. Like yeah. I would have you know be more personable, like, you know, makeup on totally. all that stuff. But I'm also like a confident, empowered woman. I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. you know what? I'm wearing sweatpants. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm, well, I mean, I'm wearing like my normal pants and my normal. Well, like, like I'm not wearing shoes. pants. I'm not wearing pants at all. Um, day Work without pants. Um, okay, back to the things remote work, uh, remote, uh, or not remote work, but uh, virtual, uh, events. virtual events that 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 bug us. Um, I think one of the things that bugs me the most is when presenters also aren't prepared with good audio. I think we're about to see a revolution in remote speakers, right? Like, I, honestly, I think it was on Ant Icons, Sammy Allen left in a comment to the show that she was like, there's a group on Facebook that's dedicated to remote speakers. I was like, those guys are gonna cr they're crushing it right now, you know? But it's, um, it's crazy how many people show up and do webinars and they just use like the onboard microphone and they use, or they use the headset or, the, oh my God, 
AirPods. Like, you know what I mean? And obviously, like, you know, uh, two of you have a microphone and everything like that because we want to make sure we had you set up for success and had the best quality audio and everything like that. But I think there's just so many speakers and presenters out there that are just using crappy audio. And I can't listen to it. And I get that some people, don't, they don't tell the difference. But it was funny. I was um, on a podcast yesterday and the person uh, had their mic facing the wrong direction because it was one of those blue yeti microphones which is kind of weird and and to their defense it's not obvious how it works but i was like dude it sounds bad what's what's wrong and i was like but if you're a professional i feel like you should know that like i would say when i when we first started this podcast i was probably hitting you up every like 15 minutes before every um record time because i was like where how do i turn on my laptop well how do i change the volume but But you're a pro now Yeah, yeah. I mean, you had you realized you're like, I need to learn this. Uh, You took the time to figure it out, right? Yes. Um, A great example was what's I don't even know what today is, but Monday the 16th, I was supposed to. Oh, yesterday, I was supposed to be in Dallas for a speaking engagement for Ilya, but we decided to obviously cancel and or postpone. And one of the things I would say in advice is if you are postponing, which is great, versus canceling, and that there's speakers involved. I said I was so willing to do that and to, but I needed time to change my whole entire presentation to cater mm-hmm. it around virtual con- like events. Like I, yeah, for sure. the content I had via the screen with me present correlated with the, be, you know, it, it would not relate if it was all virtual. So I would say that would be, I'm not like a professional speaker, like, like Nick or, you know, is, <laughs> but I would say that's something to be really smart about and say yes to postponing things but then also really think about now the environment that you you've put yourself in being virtual now yeah yeah i definitely think that's i think that's the thing that people just have to think about this is like a whole new world and you know where where it can go is is totally different um trying to think what other things that kind of bug me about virtual events um too um you know i think that the inability for attendees to talk to each other Even if it's as simple as opening a chat room. I mean, this is also coming from me who I grew up on IRC chat rooms online. And, you know, honestly, chat rooms probably raised me. I learned about way too much stuff inside of chat rooms that I probably shouldn't have learned at my age, you know. And but honestly, that was also how I learned how to do web design. That's honestly how I learned to be mature online too, like to build a persona online. Because, you know, if you're 13 years old and you act like a 13 year old online, you get crushed. No one respects you. You know, they'll make fun of you, blah, blah, blah. But you, you, you mature yourself up. They'll respect you. But I don't know, like far too often, I think, too, that, you know, like I've been on webinars where I'm like, well, why can't I see what everyone else is t- typing in? I can see they're obviously the questions they come in. But, you know, a lot of times I kind of like if I could have the ability to learn from other attendees as well simultaneously, I think that's really, really cool. And, I, and to go back to the speaker thing, I think far too often speakers also don't address what's going on in those chat rooms, too. I lo- My favorite thing to do, this is my number one tip as a speaker for virtual things, and I'll do it right now, is that if, uh, you know, right now I would tell everyone at the beginning of the webinar, I go, post where you're up, uh, where you're uh where you're coming from right now. Just put it in the chat, put it in the question pane, whatever. Just post where you're coming from. And I, where I, you, you know, are I, I, physically watching from. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, physically at. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why I do that is I, this is an opener to get people to start using that platform or using the chat or using the question panel. I'm like, just put it in there and I buy time and I make jokes. You know, I'll be joking with maybe with Brant if we're doing a co-presentation and then I see them come in. Right. And I go, I go, Oh, Hey, Tui's calling in from LA. Oh, I see a uh, Lynn Wellish is calling in from Phoenix. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually giving shout outs to everyone who's on LinkedIn line right now. You know, uh, Kellyan, I'm giving uh, shout outs to, I'm going to guess where you are. Let's say Dallas. Kellyanne, you look like you're from Dallas. Um, Sherry, um, also watching as well. Uh, I'm guessing you're in Seattle um, in the lockdown. You know, like giving shouts to people. And I do that. And they, what's funny is it blows up really fast because everyone sees that you are live and you are actually engaging with people. And then I just rapid fire as many as I can until the point where it's just, it's going too fast. I can't even keep up. And everyone's obviously getting the idea. Then I move on and I go, cool. Well, this is what we're talking about today. I do the intro, blah, blah, blah. I tell them how I talk really fast. I say, okay, are you guys ready? Are you ready for this? And you know, and, and and I'm like, well, I need to know. Put a one in the chat if you're ready. And everyone then puts ones in chats, and it blows up. And every, and hopefully everyone else can see it that the, everyone else is messaging. So then they want to participate. And I just see all the messages coming, and I start giving shouts. All right, John's ready. Uh, Jared's ready. Oh, uh, uh, Joseph. I just said all J names. I don't know why, but I'll say all those. You know, just quick fire through, and it just shows that you're a live, real person. And it makes them go. My contribution into this chat or into this question pan matters because. 
he's going to look at it. And, and you're acknowledging them. That feels good. You're praising them. You're saying, oh, wow, yeah. if, you know, we're recording, if I get to, like, interact and I get a shout, shout out. So totally. I, I actually think that's really smart. And it's engaging. It's not just like or what you're saying. One of the things that sucks is people, the audience are now just watching. And yeah, even, like, sure. live events, we don't want to just have a presenter on stage and, and you're getting talked at. We want to engage. That's our human nature. So it's great that you're complimenting or calling people out and having people engage and if anything this is actually a pro with virtual events which i hope i see more people i feel like should feel more comfortable and like be able to express themselves now i don't want to say hidden behind a screen but i feel like the introverts now are able to to voice their opinions without like that fear um but also the other end of it is there's gonna be way more trolls because of oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> I mean, the trolls now, like, uh, they're going to come out of business events and everything like that as well. But honestly, I think, you know, sh I mean, sh trolls and all, I mean, you also have to know how to handle them the right way, too. Um, I Speaking of trolls, I feel like I just need to get this one on my system. I was messaging, uh, I'm hitting up, like, a lot of people saying, hey, I'm here to help you convert your in-person events to virtual events. Right? Like, that's the move we all need to make right now. And uh, the person replied back and said, no, thanks. The virtual event will never be able to recreate the in-person event experience. And I said, I wanted to reply and I wanted, I was fired. I don't think they were trolling as much as they really thought that was true. Um, but I was like, I mean, yeah, you're right. But guess what? For the next three months, your paycheck depends on you being able to help people with this sort of thing. You know, and I mean, who knows? This could last for a year. It could last longer. Who knows how long it's going to last? But like, I don't know. Trolls. <laughs> So, anyways, I had to get that one out of my. Wait, system, so can I but... like brainstorm? Can I shoot over some like ideas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's me... possible, and if it sucks or it doesn't suck? Okay, hold on. Let me just get into this mindset. Yeah. So, tell me, ask me, ask me crazy ideas. Are you able as a, as an attendee? I don't want to say. You know how we get to do breakouts. Am I able yeah. to be in a main, like the main whatever webinar, and then say, you know what, I want to go into this chat room or this room. With just break X out. amount of yeah, versus like yeah, or can I say, hey, I'm gonna take this one person and invite them for a one-on-one? -on -one? Yeah, yeah. So um, the way that I um, you know, the way that I uh, envision people being able to do breakout rooms is that yeah, I mean like it's as simple as the ability for you to create almost like a, a page that people come to, and it's like a hallway. We'll use the in-person physical tendency, but you have a hallway, and that hallway has doors, right? This is the same thing as a web page that had just a bunch of different boxes you could click and say go into this room go into this room go into this room right and you click on that room and then you enter within that room via video or chat or whatever it is that's the simple aspect of it so totally doable now the question becomes then you ask is do I have the ability to invite people for one-on-one -on -one chats from from that point right so um, I would say that's like how you recreate breakout rooms the if you want to recreate the in-person networking experience um, I think there's tools that, for example, I think that should set up profiles because I think attendee profiles are even more important. Before it used to be badges and you walked around and dressed professionally, right? And that's how you people recognize that you were here. That's how they um, knew to interact with you or maybe they bumped into the hallway or maybe you were just you know sitting at a booth. I think the profile is the equivalent of the badge now, right? For virtual events. What's, yeah, go ahead. What's that? Is it like Xbox or was it um, where you had your own avatar? And you got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can yeah. we be uh, those? We, we, we. Yeah, yes. we. Like a me, a media, me, emoji. Well, I mean, you don't. Even Can we do, do that? that? Think, but can that not, be like something in the future where you kind of create this? Yeah, I mean, like the virtual reality, it's totally possible. I mean, like I, um, you know, I have a virtual reality setup where it tracks my fingers and I can like literally as I move my head, my avatar moves and you can customize it. Right. Like video games have been doing that for years now at this point. I mean, like you said, Xbox has done it. Um, Wii has done it. Um, you know, PlayStation's done it. Um, so totally possible. But I think better. Yes. Yeah, like show your picture. Sure, you're a real human on the other because the virtual is really cool. But at some point, too, like, you know, the uncounted valley starts to happen. I'm getting really nerdy at this point. Um, but like things start to happen where I think people want to see a picture of you. But honestly, like a profile, like a Facebook profile is a great example of your virtual self, you know, manifest. And we're not even getting to the point where we're talking about like what your virtual persona is different than that. But we're just talking about for the event, you should have some sort of profile where people can look at you, even if it's as simple as your name, and then you have to require your LinkedIn so people can learn more about you. Well, once you have those profiles set up, my hope is as a system, you also have the ability to create some sort of tags and ways to match each other. So then that way people can explore, Ooh. explore profiles. Um, they will need to 
um, the ability to, you know, just look around who's going to be there. But then also as well, if I want to see everyone who's interested in marketing, I want to basically click on marketing. It shows me everyone who has marketing tagged to their profile. And then what the system should allow you to do is use a calendaring tool to send an invite to send those meetups and schedule that. That's the one thing I think that's missing right now. People don't realize is that, you know, you can totally do a live event uh, or a virtual event and you can do one-on-ones, but the problem is that the time when you're at a normal event, you're in the hotel, you're dedicating three days of your life to whatever happens there, you're going to put your time into it. Virtual events, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Virtual events are going to blur into um, the the real life experience, right? I want to go attend a virtual event for a couple of hours, then I have a meeting with accounting, then I might have to go walk my dog, then I might have to go to dinner with friends. I mean, right now we're obviously not going to dinner with friends, but you know what I mean? Like, it's going to merge in between, and we're going to figure out ways to fit events in between our normal life versus saying, I'm going to shut down everything I do, put an out-of-office reply, and pay attention to this for three days. I think that that's not possible, um, you know, yeah. especially with, you know, I think about how many times you've been to an event. I mean, Tui, let's talk about this. You were in Vegas for IMAX. It's a city you're really familiar with. You know a lot of people. How hard is it for you to 100% dive into the event knowing that there's people around you that you know, there's activities outside of the event that you want to explore? It's hard, right? It's really like, hard. It, <laughs> like, I, I, I hate it when the conference is in my hometown. It's nice because I get to sleep in my bed, but I can't. It's so hard to turn off the rest of the oh, life. Oh, I love I, events in Vegas. Yeah. I know, like, Dustin and Nick disagree with me, but I'm like, <laughs> let me show. I, this is my city. Let me show my you. My city. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, totally. but you don't get that with virtual, right? You're not like, let me show you my internet, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. You're like, True. okay, uh, I really want to watch. Like, so, for example, if you put an event on a Sunday, I can tell you, bar none, 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern, I am going to be watching Westworld. And I'm, I, don't, I don't care if the event's going on. I will put it on pause to watch Westworld. Talking right? about TV, can, have you seen The Circle or Love is Blind? Uh, no. But, on Netflix? <laughs> wait, is this related to virtual events? It does. It is. And you should watch it because it has so much to do with virtual like social dynamics. So The Circle is basically, it's about like being popular and then like people get into that's actually where that question came from was like can you do sub chat groups versus like one-on-one -on -one? Mm, yeah so they don't they never see each other and some people are catfish you should actually watch it actually i feel like i've actually been pretty prepared for this like because of these trash tv shows that i actually rarely watch but it's so intriguing and love is blind if any event professional is like obsessed with it i have a instagram uh facebook or instagram like chat group dedicated just to love is blind we send each other memes and things of that nature but yeah 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 so ask me another question of what's possible I, i'm really enjoying this i'm getting fired up right now i'm energized okay so the tagging thing is it yep. the responsibility of the content creator or and or the the attendee yeah i think um I think you got to lean on your attendees to, to kind of put some effort in because they're going to reveal things you might not know. But I think that the way you hybridize that is you should have ambassadors who are working with attendees who are able to call them, email them and say, hey, I see you haven't set up your profile yet. Um, what do we have to do to get you good to go and help them do that? Because some people like me, I want to figure it out. I'm going to totally be customized. I'll be good to go. But then you have some attendees who don't know how to do it. You have some attendees who are like, I don't want to do it. But you have to show them that value and kind of concierge and customer support them through, I think, um, through the entire process. Have you, um, have you ever seen uh, um, uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty? Um, no. what's his name's character who's like man you need to finish setting up your match your eHarmony profile and like he calls them every day to set up uh. his eHarmony profile and you need kind of someone like that you know someone who's like look we want to help you get out there get the most of the experience same way as well you know that if they're not going to be willing to put their full profile on there people aren't going to be able to engage with them exactly so um, that's another problem I think with virtual events as well is that people don't have the ability to see who else is there and to be able to really connect right like you know I, how many times I've done webinars where people are just putting their first names and first letters like no let me let me see where your names are and um you know shout outs to um to Joe, Joe Floyd who's watching live right now saying how he gets annoyed when people put Facebook or Twitter links on their profiles versus LinkedIn but like allow people to connect with you and like get information about you because honestly events are very much about finding that perfect connection that might not have existed outside online you know I won't know until I see the list and I see that the planner from, you know, for example, the head of corporate events is at, from Twitter is here. I won't know to reach out to her because I didn't even know she was here. And I think that's a, a definitely a big part of it for sure. Idea so. for the supplier partners, for the vendors. If I had an entertainment company or a furniture company, decor, like any of that sort, let's say entertainment, could I do an open a virtual open house where each little um, video 
I, I'm like, I don't know the terminology, but you walk in and you see like one act. I kind of, it, uh, it reminds me of if you've ever been to the act or Rose Rabbit Lie at the Cosmopolitan mm-hmm. in Vegas. The whole thing is you get to choose your own experience or you get to walk around oh, these. Wow. Well, it's an actual venue, but it would be so yeah, cool yeah. to see it virtual to walk into like go into this chat room and see like this entertainment group and you get to watch and you're like, whoa, that's cool. Okay. I had enough yeah. about that and then go into another one. Is that possible to do? Yeah, totally. I mean, like, think about YouTube Live right now. Like, you can hop on YouTube right now, click on Show Me All the Live Streams that are going on, and you can choose, oh, hey, you know, this band's playing live at this concert. Let me watch. And everyone's chatting with each other and things. But then, you know, you leave and you're like, okay, let me watch, you know, this person who's live streaming their video games. Same exact concept, essentially, um, along there. And I, and I definitely, I'm giving shout outs to a lot of entertainment companies who have been hitting me up or like, we want to survive this. How can we go virtual? And people are figuring out how to use entertainment um, virtually as well. Like, um, I'll give a shout to one specific one I think is doing a really good job. Song Division, um, which who is one of our like favorite people in the entire world. They are like, look, so we want to get th- we want to get through this. They're like, we can do the same thing we do now, but virtually. But here's the best part: now you don't have to fly their artist or the guitarist and the singer yes. down there. They can do it from their webcam at home. And those guys have professional microphones and recording studios at home, and they know how to then tune that in online. Like. Awesome. So fantastic. Yeah. Figure out ways that you can integrate entertainment into it because like, for example, I've been talking to a couple clients and they're like, well, at some point we need to do a lunch break. And I'm like, cool. You know what we'll do at minimum? Let's play some music. People can put it on their speakers. They can listen to the music that we provide them. And I think some people will really like that. And that costs nothing to do. Um, so, you know, just definitely a lot of possibilities out there um, as well when it comes to it. Well, is there something? Okay. So you have likes, you know, like when I think of LinkedIn, you can comment. Um, mm-hmm. there's some platforms where you can like give coins or, you know, give, um, your, your, even on LinkedIn, you can, you can not qualify. Yeah, What's like, it called when you yeah. like, when you're like, yeah, she knows how to do event design. Like, and yeah. You, oh, endorse. endorse. So is there, oh, what's the next thing after that? Like, what's the next, uh, like the full recommendation? To, oh, you mean like, like engage. For virtual events? Yeah. What's like, what's another way to engage with a your fellow yeah. or your virtual audience? Um, I think one of the things, so we talked about like the pairing aspect of it. I think that the next level of engagement, I think, and there's no tool that does this perfectly yet. So um, this is where virtual event companies don't really stand up. But um, the ability, like for example, let's say for example, someone's giving a presentation and all of a sudden we want to, you know, all of a sudden like we want to make it so you can see everybody who's watching and see their webcams and allow them to talk and walk up to a microphone and things like that it's not necessarily the easiest thing to be done the way we would do it is we use some like proprietary live streaming systems and some switchers and a lot of broadcast tv level stuff that we use that we could bring in like a zoom call and allow people to do it but i think the next step is like we need if i could have the ability that you're sitting in the audience and i can just drag you in and put you on screen and allow you to ask your question and allow people to engage that way super duper awesome i think that's a huge level of engagement the software's kind of there but you know a lot of systems aren't 100 percent there it's gonna need a little bit of customization but i mean that's where you talk to your supplier partner like an endless or you know another virtual event company event you know we're calling ourselves like a virtual event production company you know we that's where we come in to be able to help with that sort of thing okay so titles we are attendees we're guests we're participants is there a term as a virtual attendee guest participant like slash yeah, I mean, we should make one yeah i mean you can call them there i feel like attendees like- attendees yeah i mean like the same i think all the same terms for events can be applied and i think that's you know yeah you, if you're doing a live stream you can call them a viewer but i could call them an attendee oh, just equally okay. right um you know if they are um a speaker they're still a speaker you know um i think a lot of the terms are still the same but you know i i can see like on a lot of live streams and stuff yeah we just call a lot of sit, pl- platforms just call them viewers right um things but like that but as a viewer a- kind of like well an attendee just attends events so then people start saying participants a viewer to me is just like someone that views so i i'm just saying yeah everyone yeah. should think about like a word to call ourselves when we're attending these yeah events. totally I mean, that's the greatest thing about this virtual event space. And as much as I want to bag on people doing them poorly and them not working very well or whatever it may be, there's now the open, wide open field of opportunity for these events that, you know, we get it. Not everything's going to be perfect. Not everything's just going to be perfect. But guess what, guys? By us making this evolution, we are going to all work together to make this even better as well. So the best thing that we can do right now is 
Just, you know, if no one's setting the rules, set the rule and say what it is. Stake your claim. You know, I mean, like we, we realized very, very quickly that like we've been doing virtual events for a long time, but we were primarily an AV company. Well, people need help with this virtual stuff. So we're saying we're a virtual event company now. No one's stopping you guys. You can make the evolution and you can make this happen as well. Now, okay. Do you have any advice for planners, people who like reach out? What's how do people stay current now slash like with this change? What's the what are some helpful quick like advice for, for yeah, the two I mean, of my, the world? Yeah, yeah. I honestly start by uh, my favorite thing right now is like a lot of people are pushing out content. There's a lot of crappy content going out that, there right now. If their blog post has like five bullet points and it's like, here's how to do a virtual event in five simple bullet points. Like disregard that. This stuff is not necessarily com like it's complex, but it's also not complex, guys. Like they're, they're, you know, for them, people to come out and give very surface level stuff like think of the message. I'm like. Guys, we've been talking about this stuff for events for a long time. Don't like, don't take any surface value stuff that applies to normal events. Take all the stuff you've learned from your events and now apply it virtually in what you have learned 100%. So I think that that's one of the first things I tell for people who want to learn more about this is like, if you read articles and they feel surface level, they are surface level. Don't waste your time. Move on deeper from there. The next thing I think that you can do to learn more about this, I mean, other than subscribing to Endless's content, um, shameless self plug right there. But I think um, you can easily ask for help from people. I can't tell you how many 15 minute, 10 minute calls I'm hopping on where I'm just helping people very quickly get jump started. And then I'm saying, look, if this is something I'm adding value and you want to come back to me, come back to me then. And I'm happy to help you out. But just hop on calls with people. Right now is not the time for us to isolate ourselves and to say, okay, I'm going to try to research this all on my own. Literally though, isolate trust. yourself. Literally. Yeah, literally. 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 Yes. literally uh, don't <laughs> isolate yourself as much as, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, on that end. Um, but, you know, ask your people that you trust and you know how to do this. And if they don't know how to do it, ask them who they know. Um, I think that we're about to see, you know, a lot of people who are connecting me via email are like, hey, I know Will. Will knows this stuff. Here's a referral. Let me connect you with this person. But also at the same time, too, I have people coming to me asking questions that I'm like, okay, my client wants to do this now. How can I do this? And I'm like, well, I know someone. And I'm lucky because my network is so broad that I have been able to connect people with odd solutions sometimes when even I can't help. And I'm like, look, I can't really help with this. Here you go. You know, it, it, thank God for my network for reaching out. And honestly, like if it wasn't for the fact that I also trusted to ask questions of the people that I trusted immediately, um, you know, I'm now able to connect clients with better solutions and help them along the way. So one thing I want to say is because event professionals, this is like they naturally want to connect. I am in so many virtual happy hours. I'm doing like virtual tea time over the weekend with some colleagues and friends. I, um, it's so cool to be able, you know, I keep, I get invites in there. Like, do you want to hang out in person? I'm like, no, but let's like <laughs> jump on a call. Let's FaceTime. Let's, and I think that's actually really great that this yeah. came out of that. Definitely. Definitely. I'm, I'm, I honestly, I'm so impressed by everyone's ability and desire to hop on video calls so well and everyone's desire to spread across, you know, we made a, um, we made a, a Slack group for all event professionals together. Um, and thanks. Yeah. yeah thanks Tilly, for joining. Uh, and, and it came honestly from one message and it honestly, I mean, it's kind of ironic that happened, but Nick messaged me and said, dude, we should start a Slack and bring everybody together. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, and it took me five minutes. I set up and I just sent the invite link. I don't care who joins. Let's build the community. And it's, and it's people are from these all over awesome the world. I'm yeah, reading all the intros. Crazy. I'm like, oh my gosh, girl, you're from Turkey. Cool. Like, I'm, yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm just been super duper impressed by everyone coming together. I wish it was a little easier to sign awesome. up. I would say even yeah, with someone yeah. who's used Slack before. And actually I like that the, the poll. I don't know why we don't do more polls in our event. Brew like yeah yeah if I'm brew one yeah yeah channel, yeah Sla just type slash poll and you can do it oh anytime yeah okay. yeah yeah we just never do it in ours oh. I guess <laughs> yeah, no but <laughs> no I love that I really encourage everyone to like it's it's building these communities now so if you're not a part of it jump on it and start asking there's and I love the fact that we have like the subcategories too like here's all the yeah, things yeah, we're, yeah. we're able to the organizational Tui and me I'm like yes I like this. Yeah, so like other organization for sure. Yeah, so anyone who's listening, if you want an invite to the to the um, event profs unite Slack, that uh, and one day it went from zero to a hundred members. Oh, we're um, we past a hundred. <laughs> 
I, yeah, I think yeah, we just hit past 100. Mm. And so we just started, I started like at 6 p.m. yesterday. And it's, you know, 3 p.m. to now today, a day later. And yeah, it's growing like weed. So if you want an invite, um, shoot us an email, eventbrew at helloendless.com. And we'll, we'll shoot you over the invite to it. And we're going to try to get as many people in it as possible. So, whoo. All right. Awesomeness. Should we should we wrap this one home? We're going a little bit past on time. Should we take them home? To tweet, tweet, tweet. Why don't you? Why, why, why don't take them home. Them leave them home. Take them home. Stay home. L- lock stay them home. up. Yeah. <laughs> Quarantine <Lock it> yourselves. <laughs> you oh want me gosh. to do the extra? Yeah, no? yeah, 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 yeah. Why don't you just take them home? Give them, give them some love and leave them with a, a thought provoking question. Why don't you? You're like my little. You're definitely my little event brother because we. This is the first time we don't even have like a doc document out, but. <laughs> If you, you want to join the conversation, hashtag eventbrew, email us at eventbrew, eventbrew at, at helloendless.com. Hello yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is going to, it's wait, so we're live right now through LinkedIn, but what happens when it's, it's still going to get gonna recorded? Yeah, we're we're, we're going to push this one immediately to publish as soon as possible because we oh, feel good. like this is, you know, like we, I think uh, there's a couple episodes. It's, it's tough. We're rescheduling for everyone who doesn't, who follows Endless's content. We are literally shifting everything. There's a lot of content that we had coming out that was not relevant right now. That's literally getting pushed off. So we're trying to give you guys relevant content. So if there's stuff you guys want to see, especially Event Brew, you got to let us know and email us right now. What sort of stuff is on your mind? What do you want to talk about? What do you want us to hear about? Um, we got to know from you guys right now because we're, we're brainstorming but we want to hear from you guys absolutely and well nick and dustin are in other webinars right now <laughs> but engage with us like we have time to whether that's one-on-one or you know like with us in the group or anything of that sort please let us know we are act we always review get feedback we engage with you and so we love all that let us know what you like don't like and i would say the question to ask everyone is what bugs you about virtual events? Yes. What, what spills your tea? Or what do you want to know about it? Because I am not as much as of an expert than Will thinks I am. <laughs> I actually am with everyone else that's like, how do we make this happen? I got you. That's why you got a Will in your life right yeah, now. Yeah, actually, well, we need to touch base because I'm getting questions like, we need to go virtual. I'm like, got it. Okay. No idea. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. This has been Event Brew. This has been Will Curran and Tui Deep. And we'll see you guys next week on Event Brew. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Event Brew. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventbrew.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. See you next time on Event Brew.